really eager to return the favor in Envirus Day where they're living for a few days. And that just happens to be on Lake Geneva in Switzerland. So is that lucky? Maybe a little bit. And welcome to episode 82 of a Sideways Life podcast, The Honest Guide to Living and Working Abroad. I'm Liam, And I'm Al. And welcome back. We are here to share with you our experiences, our knowledge, our musings about our traveling life for the past five on our expat for almost the last decade. Mm-hmm. We get some things wrong, we get some things right, but ultimately we are here today to tell you how you can make your own look as a digital nomad or an expat. Now, I think we've we've not been lucky in the in the sense of the word. There's been lots of things that have felt very unlucky at the time. But this is not about how you can manifest luck by imagining it. It's more about the mindset of just traveling and that things are gonna happen. I mean, they've got to happen. Um <laughs> I mean they have to happen because of the physics of time. But things have to happen. And it's just kind of like we're just gonna tell you a little bit about some of the experiences we've got and we've had and how they might have seemed unlucky at the time, but they actually were lucky in the end. And then other stuff that's just seemed so fortunate that we've turned up in towns and they've had their their like national festival at that point in time and we didn't know and all this kind of stuff. So where do you want to start off, Leah? So I think we should start by, in our experience, when something unlucky happens, typically in the future, something lucky will happen. And you can trace that back directly to the point where you're unlucky. Example. Because if that bit of un- bad luck hadn't have happened, you wouldn't be in the situation where now where you're thinking, wow, how lucky are we? I'd like to kick this off, actually, with one when we were in Thailand mm-hmm. and we'd been there for almost 30 days, which is your allocated time on the uh, tourist visa. But we, you're able to extend for another 30 days. We wanted to. And we were staying on Koh Chang, which is an, an island. And we had to get a boat to the mainland to go to the police office to sit, wait, get someone to stamp a visa and say we could stay longer. So we're waiting for quite a while for a taxi. We ended up quite luckily finding some other woman um, who was waiting in the same road, wanting to go to the mainland as well. So we're like, cool, we'll jump in one together get a taxi down, get on the boat. Everything's great. So at this point, we're probably in for it for about, what, two hours, two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Get off the boat the other side onto the mainland, go to the taxi rank, say, we'd like to go to police station because we want to renew our visa. And the taxi driver says, not today because it's a national holiday and the police (laughs) station is closed. And we were like, what? That's unlucky. (laughs) That's unlucky. So around we turned straight onto the ferry. We just got off, headed back. Other side, get into the into the taxi, you know, like the group taxis you get into. They um they take this little family, I think it's like a couple and their two younger kids, uh, to this hotel which is um which is in a place called Kai Bay, which we've never been before, um, and drop them off at the hotel. And as we pull up to this hotel, Alan and I were like, Well, this is nice. Look at this. This looks fancy, it looks very beautiful, it's all like wooden and and like different huts and buildings and it it must look straight onto the beach because that's the direction we're going in this is nice maybe we should look at staying here so we got back we looked quite expensive but we were like fuck it we can do a couple of nights we get the basic room the resort itself looks beautiful let's just have a couple of days of chilling out it'll be great so we get there a few days later pull up to the hotel 
some kerfuffle at the reception. Some kerfuffle's <laughs> a great word. Some lady called Karen, and I think her name actually was Karen, <laughs> um, from Leeds is kicking off about how her room's not ready and she was meant to have a complimentary drink and that hasn't arrived yet and she's been waiting for 20 minutes and... <laughs> And the poor ladies behind the reception were just mortified, didn't know what to do with themselves and this this Yorkshire woman shouting at them. So in the meantime, we're like, we're here to check in. Like, oh, um, yeah, we uh, can't find your reservation right now. And we're like, oh, but we'd only come from 10 minutes down the road. It's like, it's fine. We'll sit with our complimentary drink. Thanks, Karen. They've just come out. Um, and just chill in this nice air-conditioned reception. You know, what's that's not so bad. So anyway, they sort out Karen. She trips off to a room with her six kids and well, whatever. And bad then attitude. the uh, <laughs> bad attitude, yeah. Um, and then the reception uh, woman comes up to us and is like, thank you so much for waiting. We really appreciate it. At this point, we had been waiting reception almost an hour, mm-hmm. but we were fine. We were chilled. Um, she's like, I'm really sorry to apologise. We've upgraded you. We're like, oh, fabulous. We only booked the, like, the standard room because, you know, it's all a bit pricey. This sounds good. And she just smiled and went, it's, it's quite an upgrade. So we're like, lovely. The might have gone up, up too. How, how grand. We're walking through this beautiful resort with these walkways and water and plants and smells. And it's just stunning. And stop at this huge two-story bungalow. <laughs> and the man is carrying on bags like, your room is just up here. Winding wooden stairs into this room that was honestly three times bigger than our first apartment in Manchester. Mm -hmm. It was huge, massive bed that looked like a cloud, a bath that looked like a swimming pool. It was just (laughs) ridiculously, ridiculously stunning. When we looked up this room, we were basically been put into one of their executive suites and we can only assume there'd been some kind of double booking because you know Karen was in a basic room as well. Some kind of double Karen booking. Karen was quite basic herself, wasn't she? Yeah, they had to upgrade somebody. And who are they going to upgrade? The people that are just nice and quiet and sipping their drink? Or your British girl who's shouting her mouth off? So we got this incredible upgrade. And as we're sat on our beautiful terrace with a cool beer that is free, by the way, because the fridge is stocked, thinking, how lucky are we? Oh, my gosh. And then we're like, wait a minute. If we hadn't have done that visa run that day, mm-hmm. if we hadn't messed up and had to come back when we did and got in the taxi with that family staying here, we never would have found this place, let alone booked a room and then got a mega upgrade. We it, were so lucky. Exactly. And so, I mean, the whole point is that you look at something that's unlucky. The visa office was closed that day. It took us about a four-hour round trip just to get to the mainland just to find out it was closed and obviously got that luckiness. Now, other things that are, are, are lucky and unlucky at the time, but luckier later is um, this it, This one took, is a bit of a grower. This maybe was about a year later. We look back and realise how lucky we were. But we were travelling. That was the very final part of our let's get round Europe before Brexit trip, which um, which was very catchily titled. Um, and the idea was that we'd go, and, we'd go and live in every single country in mainland Europe that we possibly could before Brexit hit. Um, so uh, am I right in thinking that Brexit was in January and we arrived in Lithuania in January? Yes. So we were, so Brexit officially happened in January, didn't it? But we had the transition year. So like we've got enough where we could still travel as if it, as if it hadn't happened. So we kind of had like, yeah, like nine months left 
So this is January 2020. We arrived in Lithuania. No, actually February 2020. We arrived in Lithuania, just come from Poland, from Gdansk, an amazing place if you ever want to go. It's, if you like Christmas, go there because Christmas lasts until about the 28th of January. Um, so we arrived in Lithuania in Vilnius and it was a cool city, but it wasn't like, oh my God, this is my dream. It was just like, yeah, we'd like, we'd like to go to Lithuania. And um, lockdown hit. And to the point where our phone started, I don't know what happened in your country, but our phone started like doing this like sort of meow, meow, meow noise. And then it would come up with a big thing saying, you must stay inside. You must not leave. You're in lockdown. And we were like, shit, because we've, we've only got two, three more countries to go. And then we've done the lot. Now, <laughs> those three countries were Belarus, Ukraine, and Moldova. Now, mm-hmm. I think Moldova's still okay. But Ukraine is tasty as fuck. Um, and Belarus is still not much better. And so it's only looking back nine, 12 months later, at the, at the beginning of 2021, that we realized that actually we had quite a lucky, our unluckiness of being not being able to do our entire Europe, Northern Balkan, Baltic, um, Baltic uh, tour to include those two countries was actually quite lucky because if we've got lockdown in Ukraine or lockdown in Belarus, there were rumblings even at that time. And it would have been a very different experience, our lockdown. As it turned out, Lithuania locked down really quickly. They handled that first wave really well. We were out of lockdown and, and back sightseeing and eating restaurants six weeks later. We couldn't leave the country for another three months after that, but we had more more freedom within it. So yeah, we were incredibly lucky to get locked down in Lithuania. So lesson number one is that things that feel unlucky at the time in retrospect, are almost always lucky. And even at the worst situation, like we're going to ask Leanne about the situation in Split when we first got there, which Mm -hmm. we've talked about before in this podcast, not a great situation. Um, But you look back and you can either look at it, we'll we'll go into this in in a minute how you look at it. But point is that anything that feels unlucky at the time, often in retrospect, will actually be lucky. So do you have a story about Split and an Akita? Yes, I do. So we um, we wanted to try split before we had to leave Croatia because our visa was expiring. So we booked five weeks in this really sweet Airbnb. Um, but it was a fair bit out of town. But, you know, we were there in May. Split is expensive in summer. It is what it is. We'll make it work. And the apartment itself was really, really beautiful. Um, we'd been there about 10 days, two weeks. Realised that the area wasn't for us, but started to... <laughs> you know, venture out into town, et cetera, et cetera. So we have a dog, Peanut. I'm walking the Peanut, the dog, and we're, we've done our walk. We're coming back. We're coming into our estate. Um, and I see this Akita, which is a large dog off the lead next to a woman. And at the point at which he looks up, the woman starts to panic and goes to grab him. She misses. He starts like prowling towards us at this point i'm thinking shit because me and peanut just froze my like what do we do do we do we run do we what do we do and at this point like i'm like kind of whoa to the dog and then he just snaps barks and the next thing i know he's got his mouth around peanut's neck and this continues for i don't know it felt like five minutes it was probably a minute and a half end to end i end up basically on my knees because the dog's pulled me over thankfully shielding peanut as i fall and then the woman manages to get the dog. Poor Peanut had scratches and had to be like cleaned up and stuff. And I had grazed knees and the biggest bruises I've ever seen on my legs. Um, and I wanted to leave. I got back and I was like, I want to go. I want to go now. And you start looking at the apartments. I'm not staying here. 
Um, I don't feel safe. Um, and of course, the time of year, it was incredibly expensive. Now, as you reflect, it's like, well, actually, you know, the apartment is great and the area is okay. It's nice, it's an instant, and now we know, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, that all led to us kind of going, okay, so we'll stay here for another two weeks. And then for our final two weeks, we'll go somewhere else. Let's start looking at areas. And that's when we started exploring the places like uh, Ferule, like uh, Brachbitze, kind of onto the east side. These were all places in the suburbs of Split. Yeah, the east side of the um, the old town city centre on the coast. We fell in love. Uh, Jinian is another little district on there as well. Absolutely fell in love with the area. Ended up going to stay there for two weeks. Absolutely loved it. The Airbnb host in Ferule was so sweet. Marina, um, she was lovely. She has lots of advice. She brought us a massive bag of like cakes around that she baked herself that were incredible. We had the best two weeks. And we would never have found those areas if that situation with the Akita hadn't happened. More than that, we are still in touch with Marina and she is now helping us find an apartment in Split um, in that area at a much lower price tag than we paid the last time we were there. Exactly. So the point being that things that seem unlucky at the time, you tend to look back on and you realise that actually they, you were really lucky that that happened because then this other thing happened. So if you're about to set off on your on your travels or you're on your travels and you are having a, a moment where it's not going that well, then just think it's okay because it's likely that something amazing is going to come out of this experience. No matter how traumatic it is, something great is going to come out of it. Absolutely. You can only you can only get to, to where you end up by going the journey that took you to get there. And some of that is going to have some lumps and bumps in the road. But ultimately, if you end up in a much better place, it's really good to reflect back and reframe those moments as actually being pretty lucky. So lesson number one is that things that feel unlucky can be lucky and almost certainly are lucky. Things that are unlucky can be lucky. Sorry, did I not say that right? <laughs> things that are lucky can be lucky. <laughs> sorry sorry so things that are unlucky can be lucky and almost certainly are Uh, lesson number two is that luck comes from just your network from knowing people we already talked about croatia and had we not uh, got to know the owner of the apartment then we never would have found the apartment that we think we've secured i hope we have but um, it's an apartment, a beautiful part of Split, um, maybe about um, an hour's walk from town, maybe what, 15 minutes in the car, beautiful place. And we never would have found that. And it's also a little bit less than than, than we expected it to be at that time mm-hmm. of year um, from knowing people. And then it goes back to Maribor, for example. Uh, we went to Maribor, we stayed in Airbnb, we got to know the host um and he was incredible and a really nice lad, only a young lad, really nice lad. Um, and then we got chatting to him. And when we went back, he actually had bought another property with his family that he was, he was redoing, uh, doing up for Airbnb. We stayed there and then we've stayed there maybe twice, I think. And then, in fact, when we got locked down in Maribor, another reason why we think about lucky and non-lucky, we went to Maribor in September 2021. Is that right, Leah? Yeah. Because it had got the lowest... 2020. 2020, I'm sorry. Because we went to Croatia after Lithuania. And then we thought, well, Slovenia has got the lowest uh, COVID levels. 
And I don't know whether it's because they were massaging the figures or because no, <laughs> because they hadn't properly recorded them all yet. Because almost like three days after we got there, it completely locked down, and the figure and the figures just spiked. But the fact that we knew this guy meant that we could stay in this apartment and we were paying him directly so we weren't paying Airbnb fees. Um, it was a beautiful apartment, looking at overlooking the river, great walks for Peanut. Uh, he was so cool about everything. Every so often he'd bring us some wine, local wine or something, or and he'd just he'd be working downstairs. So there would be a little bit of noise from time to time, but he was really cool about it. Um, and now when we go back to Maribor in, in Slovenia, which we have done pretty much every November for about five years, we go back and we stay in the same apartment. Yeah. And I think it, it's the same if you look at, at your, what you do for work, how you just live your life anyway. It is, it is I, know, I know it's annoying, but a lot of it is down to who you know. And that's not luck. It's not luck that you know somebody who does that. You've put in the work, you've put in the graph to network, to make friends while you're there, to show an interest in other people's lives. Um, and learn about them, spend time with them. And then these, these relationships can be leveraged in the future. That's not luck. You put in the work. Exactly. Another example, um, you might remember back to episode, I think it might have been about sort of 50 something. Um, where we had a lovely guy called Andrew um, from the van life. Um, and um, and now Andrew, he was he came on our podcast as a guest. And then he just happened to turn up about five, six kilometers where we were living, we texted him and said, don't be daft, come over here and have some beers. Him and his lovely, lovely girlfriend came over and stayed for a little bit. Now we're best of mates. And in fact, I, I don't want to, I, I can't talk about this, but there is a project that Andrew and I are doing, and Leanne, but it's generally mainly just me and Andrew are doing this, which is going to be, it's going to be incredible. It's around podcasts and it's going to be cool. Yeah, and now we get to, they they are really eager to return the favour and invite us to stay where they're living for a few days. And that just happens to be on Lake Geneva in Switzerland. So is that lucky? Maybe a little bit. But at the same time, <laughs> we, we put out into the world to find podcast guests. We've made effort to really get to know them. Um, we have lots of other people who've been guests on the podcast that continue to, to be on our lives. Um, and it's it's by doing that, by putting in the work to find these people, to connect with them, to speak with them, to keep in touch with them, to invite them around, to take care of them when they're in our house. You know, again, it's building those relationships that you can find friends and you can also find opportunities and you can also find ways where you can you can support each other and that will you know that will go both ways and, and end up being mutually beneficial for everybody absolutely so anything else you want to say about uh, number two which is luck comes from knowing and liking people and being generally decent people i think ultimately it's it comes down from knowing people and also experiences and being and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go all psychologist on you for a second, but reflecting on those experiences and thinking what if something did go wrong, what did we learn from that? What would we do differently in future? What perhaps are warning signs that we should have seen that we didn't look out for, we didn't notice? And this particularly, all of that kind of sum of our experiences really, really came so important during COVID. Uh, well, we weren't traveling a lot. We were locked down for most of it. Mm. But when we did have to travel, and I say had to, there was a necessity behind us having to travel back from Slovenia to the UK. 
we had to plan meticulously. We had to be really careful about where we went. We made sure all of our paperwork was in place. We made sure that we knew where we were going, where we we're staying, how long we we're going to be there for. We knew the day we were leaving. We knew how that would all work. And I think we told us before, but the day we left was when it all started to kick off in the UK and lockdowns were coming back in. It was like an avalanche of borders closing behind us. And I'll admit, we got back and I was like, that was lucky. That was so <laughs> freaking lucky. But at the same time, and I think it's when I was actually talking to my dad about it, he was like, is it though? Because you managed the risk and you did everything you could to make sure that you were leaving at the best possible time, paying, spaying, you know, staying the shortest possible period. Um, and you had a plan, you know, a plan of how to get to A to B. It was you managed the risk. So were we lucky? Yes, because 24 hours later we would have been we would have been in trouble. But we managed the risk and we kept abreast of all that was going on. And you know what? Even if it would have happened 24 hours later, we would have been we would have been out that day. We would have been cutting our trip short. So I think it's just using those experiences, knowing what you learn and managing the risk. I think this managing the risk is a big thing. Uh, before we go on to the, the third and final thing is that um, we've always had this kind of like thing of saying, if can you accept the worst case scenario? And if you can, then take the risk. If you can't, then don't. This happened two, um, 18 months ago when we were at Christmas 2020, was yeah, it, Leah? Yeah. And so we, we were sitting there. I think we are in Croatia, were we? Or Slovenia? I can't remember. No, Slovenia. Mm-hmm. We're in Slovenia and we were chatting um, and we were just like, can we run the risk that we go back for Christmas to see our family and we potentially bring some of this rabid COVID from Slovenia with us and infect all our families? We both agreed, no, we couldn't. So therefore, we did not go back for Christmas. Well, this is this was actually last year. So this is 2021. Right. So 2020 was the year that we had to go back to the UK. Oh, yeah, sorry. But yeah. you're right, even then, the same, the same, what you said absolutely stands because we, we could have quarantined our, our family's house. We chose not to. We rented an Airbnb to quarantine there for two weeks because we couldn't take that risk. Christmas last year, so Christmas 2021, was when the kind of cases were getting really high again, both where we were in Croatia and the UK. Um, we'd already been through the experience of last year and and how you know quickly that could happen. I think at that point we were double vaxxed, but we hadn't had our booster. Um, and there was just so much going on that's like, can we can we accept the scenario that we go back for Christmas and we're stuck there? Because we'd also then seen from the Christmas before how quickly things could close and change. So we decided not to. And I think it was, was it like the time between Christmas and New Year that that France closed their borders? They did. To Omnicron even came. People who, yeah, Omnicron came. Even people who were residents in yes. mainland Europe weren't able to get back in for about two weeks. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, as you said, it, it, can you accept that worst case scenario? And if you can't, then don't do it. So, and the final thing is, now this is going to sound a little bit woo-woo, a little bit wanky, but um, I'm a huge believer in, and Leanne's a scientist, so we're going to hear the science part of this, but I'm a huge believer in karma. Um, I remember distinctly back in 2007, I think it was, and me and my business partner, hello Chris, were brassic, got no money at all, it was Christmas Eve, um, and we were due this payout on this deal that we'd put together with this big company. 
And it had been going on. So supposedly from the 1st of December, they were like, yeah, we'll pay you, we'll pay you, we'll pay you, we'll pay you. Of course we will. Got to like the 24th, might be the 23rd, I can't remember. Um, and they hadn't paid us. And neither of us had any money to go back to our families. We were in Manchester at the time. We hadn't got any money. We were literally down to like, well, I think we had about £8 in our account or something. And so I got to 12 o'clock and I said, do you know what, Jenks? Should we go take our last £8 and go and buy three Greg's meal deals or five Greg's meal deals or whatever it was, or even put it on a credit card. Remember we did that. Um, and um, go on and try and find people who might be in need of a meal, um, who are potentially sitting on the street and looking for money um, and go and give them that. And so we did. So we spent like three hours just going out and, and buying these meals and handing them out to people who we thought might need these meals. Um, when we got back about three o'clock, we got an email saying the payment's been made and the money's in your account and it was in our <laughs> account. Now, I'm not saying that what we did made the money come to us, but... I'm a huge believer in this whole sort of karma thing. And we take it from a very practical point of view from um, Airbnbs. When every Airbnb we leave, we scrub it. We spend generally half a day to a day cleaning it from top to bottom to make it the most beautiful, make it at least as good as when we moved in, often better. And the point is we're paying usually two or three hundred euros as a cleaning fee. But the difference is that when we do that, we then find friends. The host will come and say, oh my God, it's so clean. Thank you so much. We'll exchange numbers. And then if we ever want to go back, number one, no problem, because we leave it beautifully clean. But number two, we've got the contact details and they remember us as being the people who left it beautifully clean. Yep. So <laughs> my point of view is coming from <laughs> the karma point of view. I think Leanne's going to talk more about the psychological mindset of it. Do you know, I think people waste so much energy arguing whether it's something spiritual or whether it's something coincidental or whether it's something physiological or, or psychological or, and that is just, a, do you know, it doesn't really matter. The fact is, if you feel that if you put, put, put positive things into the world and they come back and that gives you the energy and resilience that you need to keep going when things are a bit tough, then crack on. If it's spirituality that roots it for you, good for you. That's amazing. I too believe in karma. I think I approach it from a slightly different perspective in that I kind of, I, I understand from a psychological perspective, the incredible things that having a positive mindset can do for our well-being and for our mental health. Um, being hopeful, being optimistic, being positive, being confident in your ability, being confident in your ability to to bounce back from challenges. That in itself builds resilience and resilience is key not only to our well-being and our mental health, um, but also key to the resilience we need to live this crazy life where things are often going wrong. Um, so I don't think it really matters where you approach it from, but having this positive mindset, having this mindset that if I do good, good will come back to me. If I stay positive, if I stay hopeful, if I stay optimistic, good things will come back to me. They will. Here, here. Absolutely. And I think that if you're listening to this, then you're obviously interested in traveling or living abroad. Things will go wrong and things will not be what you expected. And you'll have bureaucracy and you'll have potential homelessness you'll have potential place that falls through we went to a place called leipzig in um where is it leipzig um in germany oh, yeah. and on the way there the, the, <laughs> yeah. the host cancelled our um, airbnb 
turns out that when Airbnb rung us up, because I'm, I'm, we're good customers, <laughs> so they rung us up and found us another place, which happened to be a bit shit because it was like basically a shop that had been converted into a bedroom. But then we found like the most amazing Christmas market at the end yeah, of it. Yeah, that we hadn't we hadn't gone to plan to Leipzig. We'd actually, we're going to stay in Dresden. Oh, that was it. Yes, Yes, yeah, so we ended up going to Leipzig, which was much nicer than Dresden, exactly. um, in our opinion. Um, so yeah, everything, everything happens. I think there is, there needs to be a sprinkle of, of being a little bit fatalistic about these types of things mm-hmm. and a whole big chunk of positive mindset. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I think that's it. Yes. And if you are interested in more on positive thinking, then you can look back a few episodes to our episode with Smoozative. I want to say it's around 67, 68. We'll sure. link it in the show notes. Um, some really good lessons there. If you want to listen back to our mate Andrew, who we listened to, we'll pop that in the uh, the show notes as well for you to link back. Um, and yeah, if you've been unlucky, if you think we're talking absolute bull and you're like, no, I am just an unlucky person, get in touch. Let us know about your unluckiness and we will maybe help you try and find the luck in it or just go, yeah, that was really fucking unlucky, mate. <laughs> Let's find out. I wonder if we, if this podcast episode is going to actually publish properly or whether I mean, we might delete it or something by mistake and then it'll be unlucky and then we'll look back and go, oh, that it was the shit though. So maybe it was quite lucky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we'll see you next time where I think we we talk, we're still to be arranged, but I think we're talking to a guy called Mikel who, from what we hear, and we need to confirm this, it seemed like he started traveling the world at about 13 years old been around the world 400 times so far so um it'd be interesting to listen to him and uh, assuming that interview comes off if it doesn't then we're back talking more bullshit to you about (laughs) probably more stuff so So. until then take care stay positive see you soon Bye. bye bye